0: Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. I wanted to close out the month of May and my motherhood theme with a bang and a really fun conversation. I know it's actually not May anymore. Today is the first day of June for those of you keeping track, but close enough, right? Oh my God, you guys, this conversation was such a blast, especially for those of you like me who like to shop. I know you're going to love it. And Jen is just awesome. She's real and she's smart and she offers a wealth of practical tips that I have already started to implement in my life and working through the crazy closet chaos that I have going on. So here's a little bit more about Jen. Jennifer Mackie Mary helps women have easier mornings and better days. Her business Everyday Style is on a mission to inspire women to love the way they look and give them the tools to make style easy. She's the host of the top 10 podcast, The Everyday Style School, that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. It is amazing. You guys have to check it out. After styling women for over two decades, there isn't a body shape she hasn't seen or a style struggle she hasn't heard, and she knows the solution is easier than you think. Jennifer is passionate about raising confident daughters, female entrepreneurship, and getting every woman in a better bra. (laughs) She's so great. In our conversation, we talk about the relationship between what we wear and how we feel, how worthiness and self-respect play into how we dress and how we raise our kids, the intersection of shopping and self-care, and so much more. You guys can find more from Jennifer at her website, youreverydaystyle.com. And you can also check out her podcast, The Everyday Style School, where she teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. She's just incredible. You guys are going to love this conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jennifer Mackie-Mary. Enjoy. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. So this show is about helping women work through their relationship with money by working through our thoughts and our beliefs. And I share a lot about my personal journey along the way. And I've discovered just on my own, through my own struggles, that our relationship with money is reflective of our relationship with ourselves. And so much of the way that we interact in this world has to do with self-worth and confidence. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you today. You approach things from a little bit of a different angle than anything that I've talked about on the show before, but I think we're ultimately getting at similar concepts. So, with that, I would love to have you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Absolutely.
1: So, I'm Jennifer Mackie Mary. I am um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I have two daughters who are eleven and fourteen. We were chatting earlier about um about the pandemic and how grateful I am. I didn't have toddlers because i i I love this teenage thing so, so, so much more. Uh, so that's kind of my my personal thing. I recently, about four years ago moved back to my hometown after 20 years in the DC area. So, um, I am back in somewhat rural, like exurb kind of Minneapolis, St. Paul area, which is it's very different than the pace. Um, uh, but I'm very, very happy to happy to be back in your family. Uh, work wise, I am the founder of everyday style and we are a company who is on a mission to make style easy for everyday women, right? We don't style celebrities and models and photo shoots and all that good stuff. I want regular everyday women to live full, rich lives, right? I want them to go after the things they want. I want them to speak up in meetings. I want them to talk to the cute mom at the park. And I believe that a lot of that confidence and a lot of that sort of energy that you get is a whole lot easier when you like the way you look. And so for me, I'm a wardrobe stylist who doesn't love clothes, which I think is a very bizarre thing to say, but I don't love clothes. I love what clothes do for women. Because we all know that feeling when you look good and you know, you're, you look good, even just on a regular day, you just approach the world differently, right? You walk a little taller, you smile at people more, you yell at your kids less. That to me is the power of clothing. That's the power of clothing. So that's
0: why we do what we do. I love this so much. I'm so excited for this conversation because yes, it all comes down to, it's not the item. It's not the shirt. It's not the shoes. It's the feeling behind that, right. Mm-hmm. And, and how you project yourself out into the world. And I was saying to you a little bit about my story. So, you know, I have two little ones. There are two boys that are six and four now and they, and I work from home. I work from home full-time. I podcast from home full-time or, you know, part-time and, Most days I am in yoga pants, and unless I have a client meeting or an interview or something like that, I usually just wear whatever. And it started to hit me one day. I was like, when I saw other people on calls getting all dressed up just to be working at home, I was like, What is it? Like, what is it about that? (laughs) I was just curious. So I started to think a little bit more about it. I'm like, maybe I would feel more confident. Maybe I would feel better about myself if I started to, you know, actually get up and shower first thing in the morning and, and get myself ready. Easier said than done, right? Yes. Easier said than done.
1: I think there's a happy medium. I remember reading this article in, I think it was Real Simple Magazine, which is always kind of an oxymoron because nothing in it is like real Mm -hmm. simple. And they had all these work from home outfits and it was like a blazer and trousers and loafers. Like what? Yeah. I work from home. One of the biggest changes of moving from DC back to Minneapolis is, is that I took my business 100% online. I don't see clients anymore. I used to be a one-on-one wardrobe stylist. Now we put out digital classes and wardrobe guides and, and I have a podcast, so I don't go anywhere anymore, right? Like sometimes I'll say to myself, did I leave the house yesterday? Mm-hmm. And, and even pre-pandemic, this was kind of my life when, when the pandemic hit, it was like, oh, now my kids are home. So I understand working from home because I don't go anywhere most days. So it was a huge shift to go from like needing to be cute to, I don't have to see anybody. And I think I went through a little bit of a time. I was like, oh, I'm going to wear sweatpants and yoga pants all the time, all the time, all the time. But what I have come to realize is that I am not as productive. The more comfortable I am, the less productive. I am right. Like it's really easy to kind of lay on the couch for 10 minutes, take a little bit extra long break, whatever, Mm -hmm. when you're feeling really, really comfortable. But when you put yourself together a little bit, all of a sudden you feel like the professional that you are, you feel just a little bit more together. You've got it together. Now, I think what we need to adjust our thinking around is the fact that we can be polished and comfortable. I am never uncomfortable. I'm not sitting in, you know, pants with a button and a waist, you know, like a zipper and a belt. Never, ever, ever. And we were chatting before, before we hit record, but I have discovered I can't work in yoga pants. I can work, but I don't get as much done. So I went and bought a whole bunch of dress pants that are Ponte material that are like pull on easy. And I'll wear them with sweatshirts. I'll wear them with t-shirts. I'll wear them with sweaters. And I just feel so put together, Mm -hmm. so put together. And the great thing about style and fashion right now is that the whole world has gone comfortable. So everything we need, everything we want to feel you can have while still being comfortable.
0: It's funny that this has happened, right? Because this is what I was looking for. I remember before the pandemic, I wanted something that I wanted to be able to wear pants to work that looked like work pants, but were actually like workout pants because I wanted to be able to sneak out on my lunch break and go for a run or go to the gym. And I wanted to make it easy so that nobody really noticed that that's what I was doing. And also that it was quick. So I, I didn't have to fully change, right? I just <laughs> go do it. And now the whole world is like that, right? It's funny, just the other day, I, I go into the office so infrequently, but the other day I went in just this week and I went from my, right, my regular like everyday yoga pants to my nicer yoga pants, which is basically just a pair of leggings from Ann Taylor Loft, right? But I felt like these are my going out pants. These are my out the door pants. So it is, it's, it's funny how, Just something slightly different around it makes you feel completely different in your head and approach your day. I
1: also think the way we shop for clothes. Makes that distinction, right? So when we say, Oh, I want to be comfortable, I want to be comfortable. When you go to the store, you go online, you're looking for things that are comfortable. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But when you say, I want to be put together, but I need to be comfortable, but I really want to be put together, you start looking for those pieces that have the style you want first and then the comfort you need second. And you end up with a very different wardrobe, very different wardrobe. I always say, I, I always ask women to describe their style in three words. And I say, you can't use comfortable and you can't use casual mm-hmm. because casual is a level of dressiness. We all have casual events. We all have dressy events, but comfortable is not a style. If somebody walks up to you and says, oh, you look so comfortable everyone's head just went to sweatpants or, or pajamas, right? Everybody, that's what we think of. But when you're like, I want to look really polished or I want to look really modern, or I want to look really artistic, whatever, however you want to look, but then you look for the pieces within that, that feel comfortable. You end up with a wardrobe that gives you the functionality you need, but also isn't just like the bottom of the barrel yoga pants, you know, sweatpants, it just gets a little bit elevated. So it's just a really simple mindset shift that gives
0: you what you need with what you want. And I think having the intention in the first place, like asking yourself that question of how do I want to look slash how do I want to feel is something that we don't ask ourselves especially moms that are, you know, running on this treadmill, like I am right now, right at this stage of life. So when sometimes I know I have the intention of waking up at five in the morning in order to, you know, journal and meditate and and have, you know, do take the steps that I need to do in order to set myself up to have a good day. And then all of a sudden, you know, my four year old just starts yelling from his bed and he won't go back to sleep and he's up and here we are. And this is, this is the rat race of the day. Right. So I don't ask myself, I don't take that time to be like, how do I want to feel today? How do I want to present myself to the world? It's more like reactive mode. Like, okay, well I got to do this. I got to get him to school. I got to get my other son on the bus. I have this meeting. I need to quickly shower before, before that meeting and then kind of cram it all in. Right. I think we don't, we don't put a lot of thought into it. And I wish that I did more anyway, because I think it would make a big impact. You know, I think a lot of life, especially
1: when you have young kids is living in reactive mode, right? Like that is just what it is with little kids. You have meetings and then somebody has an ear infection or, you you know, like you said, they won't go back to sleep. And, you know, my kids are old enough that they just would deal with it on their own. Like (laughs) they don't need me for all of that constant one-on-one thing. But when you have littles, they do, they do. And I think that you have to just acknowledge that phase of life. But on the other hand, I think that if we have sort of an overarching idea of why it matters and what we want to look like, I think that we start to put the things in our wardrobes that get us there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think for every woman, trying to figure out what you're going to wear that day in the morning is a terrible plan. Terrible plan. So stressful. Nobody has time or creativity in the morning. And when you do you just stare at your closet and you're like, Oh, I want something cute. I want to look good. I want." and then you go, I don't have time for this. And you throw on, you know, the same leggings and sweatshirt you wore the day before, because it's there. You got to go, you got to move on. If you take five minutes, two minutes the night before, A a few things happen. Your mornings are so much easier. You wear more of what you have. Your style is better. You feel better about yourself. Like, I know this this trick of pick out what you're going to wear the night before. It's been like this long career woman tip, right? But it's true. It's true. And I don't know if a lot of your listeners are meal planners. I am a diehard meal planner. If I don't meal plan on Sunday and say, okay, what is my family going to eat all week? I know what's gonna happen. First of all, I'm not gonna go to the store, so I'm not gonna have ingredients to, to make anything. I am not gonna be creative at 5:30 when everyone's gotta get to dance or practice or whatever. And we're gonna eat spaghetti every single night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I have on hand. Or chicken dances. nuggets in my house. <laughs> yes, or chicken nuggets. Your wardrobe is the same way. It's the exact yeah. same way. So I really encourage women to take five, 10 minutes on Sunday or whatever day works for you write out. What do you got going on this week? What is the weather going to be like? What are you going to wear? And then you just know, and then stick it in your closet. It takes one minute in the morning to grab those pieces and you're good. Like I said, you're going to wear more of what you have. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to feel more put together and your mornings are going to be so much easier. I think the way we go into our days, really sets the tone for a lot of it right if you go into your day feeling frumpy feeling frustrated you got to pull up and that's hard that's hard so why don't we start the day on a high note feeling good about ourselves feeling confident feeling cute feeling like oh you know what i'm i'm still good looking right like oh i'm the old frumpy mom <laughs> you know i used to feel like that a lot but when you go, when you start your day feeling good about yourself, it's a domino effect all day long.
0: Even if you are working from home or you're home all day and you don't really have any reason per se, and this is a mindset thing, right? To get, get dressed and look nice. So like when I do this, I think like, okay, well, I'm not leaving the house. I'm not, nobody's going to see me. So I don't have to worry necessarily about what I'm putting on today, but I think what I'm doing is I'm completely dismissing myself. Yep. I'm dismissing the fact that I, I'm i here and I'm going to see myself in the mirror and I'm going to know how I feel when I get on these calls or even when I just walk downstairs or whatever it is. Mm. And I think so much I just disregard that and I don't allow myself to kind of enjoy those nice things like taking a shower and doing your hair and feeling good about putting on makeup, feeling good about yourself, even if it's just for me. Yeah. So a lot of women say, but I don't go anywhere. I work from home. And
1: my response that I always want to say is, so what, who cares? If you are only getting dressed when you're going somewhere, what you're saying is looking good is something you do for other people. Yes. Not for yourself.
0: Yes, I believe
1: it is the things you wear when no one's looking that matter most. Mm -hmm. I encourage women to do a demo day on their underwear drawers, on their pajama drawers, on their loungewear. If you have any loungewear, you wouldn't answer the door in chuck it. Mm -hmm. If you've got pajamas that you, you know, that are, uh, they've seen better days, let go of them, replace them. If your underwear is like the saddest grayest worn out things upgrade, right? These are the things that speak to how you view and treat yourself. And when you do things for other people, like be stylish or put yourself together, when it gets hard, it goes away. Right. Right. We all know that like anything that gets difficult, slightest bit of resistance. You're like, who cares? Who cares? But when you do it, exactly.
0: Exactly. Right.
1: Yep. Or, you know, you, you're, You're on a diet, you're on a workout plan, whatever, and your friend says, Hey, you want to go get margaritas? You're like, Yeah, what time? Right? Like, I can skip the gym. When you're doing it for yourself, and your friend said, Hey, you want to go get margaritas? You say, I'm going to the gym first. I'll meet you at six. Yes. You make that a priority. You do it for yourself. But it is just a domino effect of what happens when you start to view yourself as a person who is worthy of 30 minutes in the morning, as a person who is worthy of pretty pajamas, as a person who is worthy of putting on cute pants, even if you're not seeing anyone. Yeah.
0: It's what just came to my mind is self-respect. Yeah. Huge, huge. And that's something I, many, many of us, myself included, lots of moms have kind of let that go to the wayside. Right. And I don't don't know if it necessarily it's intentional. I think some of it is culture. I think there's a balance, right? There's a cultural expectation of moms to just give everything we have of ourselves. Right. And and so there's nothing left yet. There's also this cultural expectation that women need to look good for other people, like play a role. So there's some competing forces here, right? There are. And
1: I think again, it's about that happy medium. It's about, I don't, I don't take two hours in the morning. I'm not doing Kim Kardashian level contouring. You know, I, I have a job to do. I've got kids to get off to school, all that good stuff. There isn't that kind of time. But on the other hand, I think it's really important that our kids see us as people who value themselves. And especially if you are a mom of daughters, you learn how to treat yourself from your same-sex parents. And so for your listeners who have daughters, would you want your daughter doing this to herself in 30 years? Right. I imagine like if I went to go visit my daughters and they're in their thirties and they have maybe young kids and they're not getting dressed or they're not buying themselves clothes because their baby needs new Uggs. I'd be like, Oh no, no, no girls. This is not how we do this. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. I want
1: my children to see me as a person. I want them to respect me as a person it's good for them. It's really good for them. And it's good for them to see a mom who is role modeling self-respect and self-worth and self-confidence. And there's a quote by Naomi Wolf, author of the beauty myth that says, and I'm probably paraphrasing a mom who radiates self-love and self-respect actually vaccinates her daughter against low self-esteem. So, if you need a reason for it to matter, there you go. That's That's it right there.
0: So powerful. Isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't it? And just looking back at how I was raised and watching my mom, you know, be, she was a nurse. So she left the house in scrubs most days, but, you know, she was always insecure about her body and how she Mm -hmm. looked and everything. And of course, you know, I have an older sister my sister and I inherited all of that. And, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's interesting how those things I'm almost 40 years old, how much those things still play pretty large factors in what goes on in my brain every day. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I think as moms, We have moms of this generation, we have the opportunity to stop those tapes that we've all been playing. You know, I saw my mom eat like cottage cheese on a lettuce leaf for, for months at a time when she was trying to lose weight. And, you know, she'd cook us these amazing dinners and she'd have like a hamburger patty and some cottage, cottage cheese featured very heavily in, in our our home life. It was big in the nineties. I feel like, well, for me, it was the eighties, but yeah, same, same thing. Yeah. I don't want that for my daughters. I don't want that for my daughters. So whether I'm at the weight or size I want to be at, or whether I am a size or two bigger, I'm still going to have cute clothes. And I'm not going to talk about, I don't deserve nice things. No, 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 no. Because I would never want my children saying the same things about themselves. If I ever heard my child say, Oh, I don't no, I can't have nice clothes. Oh, I'll buy that. When I lose the weight, I would be devastated. I'd be absolutely devastated.
0: Yeah. Well, it's implying that you're not good enough today oh, yep. as you are, but you hope to be someday in the future. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, hope isn't a plan. That's not going to happen. It's like all about embracing who we are today. as yeah. we are, Right. And I will tell you clothes are a much better catalyst for change than they are a reward
1: for everything right? I hear all the time. Well, I'll have nice clothes when I go back to work, when I get a promotion, when I lose the weight, when I blah, 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 blah. No, do it now and see how your life changes to get there. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with the good genes. It's about how you feel in those amazing genes. So for women who are like, oh, I can't, I can't have those now when I lose 10 pounds, I'm going to reward myself with good genes. Well, what if you don't what if you don't, I mean, that's kind of a reality for a lot of women right, right. that we never get to the weight that we want to be or the size that we want to be. So are, is what we're saying, you can never have good jeans?
0: And then it gets into this cycle of feeling like a failure, right? Cause we yep. put, we put contingencies around feeling good about ourselves. Yes. Unfortunately. Yes. Right. And
1: as somebody who has gone up and down the scale and up and down the size charts, what I know is this, there has never been a moment where I felt worthy of the clothes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. There's never been a moment where I was like, oh, I am here. Here we go. Now I can do it. But the thing is, I've been doing it all the time. Like there are times where I've gotten rid of clothes because they've gotten too big. And I've been so sad because I love those clothes so much, right? Mm -hmm. But there's never been a moment where I'm like, okay, my body is exactly how I want it to be. No changes needed. So now I give myself permission to buy nice things. That doesn't happen. You either do it now. Like the weight wardrobe connection is, it, it, it's not a true connection. There is no, there is no rule that says you have to be this before you can have this. You know, you can just have it. You can just buy the good jeans. You can just buy that cute dress. You can just, you know, you can invest in yourself wherever you are right now.
0: And this hits so close to home. It, it hits on a topic I talk about all the time, how we always we just continue to want more and more and more, right? Mm. Whether we hit that goal or not. Like I say, I reference this all the time. I like to run. And I remember telling myself in, I don't even know what it was 12 years ago now or something that if I could run a marathon, I will be a different person. I will have accomplished this. And first of all, I think some of the motivation was lose weight. Of course, you know, we always put, unfortunately that kind of Materialistic goal is part of that too. But for me, I think it was just that, like, as I look back, it was kind of this one of those stories that played through my head as through my childhood was that I was lazy. And so I think to me, it was more that I just needed to prove to what I thought was my family, but really myself that I wasn't. Right. So that I think is some of the catalyst for it. But, you know, I said, okay, if I can run a marathon, I can do anything. I will be so confident. I will be so proud of myself. Check that box. Right. And I did. And sure enough, then all I wanted was to run another one. I wanted to beat my time. I wanted to be better. I wanted to be better. And it's like, this is like, this is the human nature in all of us that once we once we set a goal, it's never going to be good enough. You lose those 10 pounds. Yeah. Once you lose those 10 pounds, you want to lose more. Or you think, I just saw something. I just saw this meme Um, just today or yesterday. I can't remember, but it was like, we look back, we look at pictures yep. of our old selves and we yep. think that like, that, oh my gosh, we looked so much better then than we do now. But at that time, we didn't think that at that yeah, time, we didn't want to we were, be
1: in that picture, right?
0: Yeah. We looked terrible. <laughs> it, it, that, so it's just yeah. so interesting. Like no matter where you are or what stage you're at, you, we're never satisfied.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I just recorded a podcast the other day. It'll be out soon. And it's, it's on the habits of, of highly or super stylish women. And one thing I talk about is embracing everyday style, which is obviously the name of my business. But the idea is that any woman can get dressed up, look cute for a dinner out, an event. Like we put effort into those things, but it's sort of your everyday that matters most, right? Like how are you doing on a Tuesday? When you drop your kids off at the bus stop or you go grab coffee, like how are you doing? That to me, that to me is, is true style. And part of this, idea of why women don't embrace everyday style is that we're waiting for our real lives to start. We're waiting for the good stuff. Yes. Right? Oh so God. I used to ask my my group members like what is your style in three words and they would tell me and then a few days later I would say, "Okay, is the outfit you're wearing right now representative of that style?" And they'd say, "No because." No because I had to go to work. No because I go to the gym. No because it's hot. No because it's cold. Whatever. No because, no because, no because. But the idea is if you wait until all conditions are perfect to be stylish, those things never happen, right? Like we think what we do day in and day out is just killing time till we get to the good part.
0: No, this is it. This is the good part. This is the ride is life, right? Right. There's no destination. And we think there is, we think there's like this elusive goal that we will yes. get. To know and yes, don't.
1: Yes. But there's so much good stuff in this just regular life. And I believe that you recognized a whole lot more when you like the way you look. Like, I think that's such an easy thing to start with. I believe life is hard. I do, I do. We are all busy. Moms are stressed. We have a lot on our plate. Who needs to go to the doctor? Does Does the dog need flea and tick medicine? Like, there's just so much. There's so much. Clothes are a really easy thing to control. Clothes are a really easy thing to say, you know what? I can step out of my house every day just liking the way I look. And dressing well does not mean dressing up at all. I don't, I very rarely dress up. I live in, you know, there are probably more cows in my town than there are people. I can hear them out my window. So I don't, I mean, I don't have a dressy life, but I love my wardrobe. I love it. And I feel good every day. Like that's a really easy thing to control. And then if I run into someone at the grocery store. I'm not like, ooh, gotta hide in the oatmeal aisle. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I wanna stop and talk to people. When you like the way you look, you're just more open to life around you. Right, right. And right. and you embrace the fact that this is your life. So if you go to the gym every day, why don't you have cute gym clothes that represent your style? If you work from home, have good work from home clothes that represent your style. I'm not saying wardrobe is a, a fix for everything. But I know that not liking the way you look and not liking your clothes, it doesn't help anything, right? It doesn't make anything better. Right. This is a really good, just easy foundation. It's an easy check the box sort of thing. And then it's, it's easier to deal with the hard stuff.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. It's so powerful when you think about it that way. I mean, yeah. I feel like one of the things that I do is I tend to... You know, go shopping. I'll go to the store. I'll go to Target. That's what I talk about Target all the time. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing for moms. And it's a big outlet for me. So I'll go to Target. And, you know, I feel like I am trying to combine getting like my little kicks in too. So like I'll be, you know, on this say I'm on this trip to go get God knows what, paper towels and toilet paper and you know, stuff for the kids or whatever. And then I always go into the athleisure section and I'll like, you know, go to the sale rack and I'll be like, oh, here's a cool sports bra or here's, you know, a top that, and then, you know, what ends up happening? It sits in my closet because I don't give it the time of day. Cause it, to me, it's like, I got to sneak in. It's, I feel like I, it's sneaking in self-care. It's like, okay, I mm. matter, but I only matter in small doses. And mm. then, then my little, my, my feeling about myself can go sit in a target bag in the back of my closet and I'll find it two months later. Right. Right. I, I feel like that's what happens for me is I have a lot of things that will kind of accumulate that I forget that I have. And that is just a, a, a representation of sort of how I feel ultimately about myself, like as if I'm not good enough to be able to wear those things and use those things right right away. Interesting.
1: Okay. This is really interesting to me. We could dive into this. Yeah. Let's do
0: it. Okay. But why, why aren't you wearing them? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I, I, in a way I don't deserve to like, okay, I have these new things, but I don't I'll wear it if I have a reason to wear it, but I don't really have a reason to wear it in my mind. Cause I'm just working from home. I'm walking three feet across the hall, you know, to another room. So I think deep down where this comes from is that I feel like wearing certain clothes or nicer clothes again, only matters if I'm going to be, if somebody's going to see me, because I feel like I need to prove something to somebody else, mm. but I've never felt like I needed to prove something to myself.
1: Huh? But I would argue that by not wearing them, you do have something to prove to yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to prove to myself. I think I'm freaking fabulous. And so mm-hmm. I, do. Des- I believe I deserve the last thing I bought from target clothes wise was, um, a full on zebra suit. <laughs> I love linen, it blazer pants. I did buy the shorts too. So that I have options. It's a zebra suit. That's awesome. And people on my Instagram are like, I hate that. I don't care. I love it. I think it's wonderful. I think yeah. it's wonderful, but I bought it for me. I bought it for me. Cause I think I'm freaking fabulous. And I believe that I should celebrate every day on this earth by wearing things. I love by taking joy from my, my clothes so if that sports bra brings you joy, put the sports bra on. So many times I see women saving their clothes, right? Like, oh, it's too nice to wear today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have that many days to wear things that are that nice? And here's the other thing that happens. When you get to days that are that nice, right? Like the the, the days where the good clothes come out, no one has anything to wear. Have you noticed this? Mm-hmm. Like why <laughs> We save yeah. all this stuff. Like when I have somewhere to go, I'm going to wear these things. And then you get to the day where you have somewhere to go and you're like, why do I have nothing to wear? So yet we have nothing any day,
0: any day. Yeah. Well, I that's exactly think, it. That's, yeah. that I think just comes back to kind of the unsatisfaction or dissatisfaction in ourselves. The like, kind of maybe lack of trust and lack of respect. I think. Yes. yes.
1: I think that's it. I think that's it. And I think if I could encourage your listeners to do anything, it's just start treating yourself like you would tell your friend or your daughter to treat themselves, Mm. right? And again, I think it comes back to a little bit of planning. My approach to style is very practical, very practical because I know I'm a busy mom. I know when it gets hard, we're not gonna do it. So I'm not an advocate for everyone has to wear high heels and everyone has to wear three accessories. Nope. I think you should have yoga pants that feel good fit you, flatter you and light you up. If there are bright color and bright colors, light you up, then those are the right things. But I do think a little bit of intentionality, I'm telling you making that weekly outfit plan will change your life. Yeah. The other thing that will change your life is getting dressed before you leave your bedroom in the morning. I know this is a lofty goal for moms. I know it is, but have you ever been in this moment where you have to go to the grocery store? It's like four o'clock, four 30 yet. You need an ingredient. You have to go to the grocery store. You haven't gotten dressed all day and it seems very hard. Oh yeah. All yep. When you are dressed, it is not nearly as hard. Just get dressed for the day. Yep. I have to get dressed up for the day. Just get dressed for the day.
0: Right? What about showering? Like, because I think I'd, I don't need to wear nice clothes until after I actually shower. Well, when do you shower? Every day is different. It all depends on my work schedule. Usually not. So, in our house, my husband will get up and he'll take a shower first because he leaves and goes into the office every day. I'm, I start the process in the mornings by getting the kids breakfast and getting their clothes and all that stuff. And usually I don't shower until after they're all off to school. And it all depends on my work schedule, like what my meetings are like and what I might have to, you know, what emails I might have to answer right away. So usually I'll shower somewhere around like, you know, like nine in the morning, maybe, but sometimes, you know, the morning gets ahead of me and it's not till noon. Sometimes it's not till three in the afternoon. It all depends. I think showering as
1: early as you can. Yes. for your day. Right. I don't think there's a hard and fast, like got to do it by six 30 as my children have become more independent. Like they pack their own lunches. They can they get themselves. It's a game yes, changer. It it's, it, it gets that part gets way, way easier. So I try and shower and be at my desk by, I don't know, seven, seven thirty because I can, I couldn't have done that five years ago. You know, so I think it's always sort of reevaluating where you are in, in the life stage, but I do think the earlier you can, and it's also training yourself not to start working until you've done that part. Yeah. Especially if you're working from home, cause it's real easy. There are some times where I'm in a big project and I'll come down, I can't sleep or whatever. I'll come down at like five, five 30 and just start working. And then all of a sudden it's 10 30 I haven't showered. I haven't gotten dressed. I'm still, you know, and the day, the later you do it the, it, the, the, harder it seems to be. And the less important it is because at three o'clock, you're like, well, the heck with it. <laughs> the day's almost over, whatever. you know, what's the point. Yeah. So I think the earlier you can make that, whatever that means for you is really, uh, is sort of the key.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, plus there's just the the concept of like how good you feel after taking a shower, sometimes is just like the best thing in the world, right? You just feel so much better after. So can I ask logically, right? Like how do we do this? How do we start to implement this in our life? You know, fully knowing that we may not have a ton of disposable income to just go start buying new clothes and things like that. Like Do we need to be, when it comes to buying clothes, is there certain clothes that will make us feel better than others, certain types of clothes? Like, do we need to be shopping at Nordstrom or can we shop at Old Navy? Like, I just want to have some kind of path here. Like a path? Yeah. yeah. So I think first of all, it starts with that mindset
1: piece. It starts with that mindset piece. And all of the first steps are completely free because I don't think you should shop at all until you know what you have what you need and what you like to wear, right? Because what a lot of people are doing is we just go to stores, maybe it's for your target fix. Maybe you go to the mall cause you need clothes, but we don't really know what to buy. So we just wander and we go to that clearance section. Yes. And if I can give any financial clothing advice, it's this, the clearance section causes problems. It doesn't fix them. There is nothing in the clearance yes. section yes. that will solve your wardrobe problems. What is in the clearance section is things people didn't want for whatever reason. Like that perfect pair of black pants that's going to make it easy to get dressed every day. They're not in the clearance section.
0: Mm-hmm. That yes.
1: weird skirt with the, you know, with the waist that's maybe a little too high and a funky print. That's what's in the clearance section. And when we go in the clearance section, we convince ourselves that we're different people. We're people who wear, Skirts with funky prints, and maybe you've never put a skirt on in your life. You're like, but you know what? A $20 skirt that'll motivate me. It won't actually, right? Nothing, nothing. There is no piece of clothing that will motivate you to wear that piece of clothing. It is completely mindset. So, the first thing you got to do is just simply decide that you're worth it, just as you are right now with your body, with your life stage because you are a person who deserves it. That's literally all there is. There doesn't have to be any external reason. I'm a person who likes to feel good and deserves to feel good. End of story. I don't have to justify it to anybody. And then I want you to make a weekly outfit plan and it's going to feel weird and it's going to feel frivolous. And you're going to feel like, Oh, okay. I don't, I shouldn't be spending time thinking about what I'm going to wear. That's meaningless, blah, blah, blah. I could be doing dishes. No, five, 10 minutes a week is really not that much to spend on you to make every single morning easier and better. That to me is a really good investment of five to 10 minutes. And then just pay attention to what it is you like to wear. Are you feeling like, oh, this feels really frumpy on me. Ooh, I don't like the way I look in this. Ooh, I love this. Just pay attention to it and start to make a little list of, you know what? I wish I had a good pair of jeans.
0: Can we talk about jeans for a second? Absolutely. (laughs) Just as a little detour for a minute. um, Jeans stress me out right now. All the nineties trends coming back. I'm like, none (laughs) of that's flattering on me whatsoever. All right. What would you like to talk about, about jeans? (laughs) I mean, how do you find a good pair of jeans that fit your body type? I mean, I'm not somebody that, you know, learned these things from my mom. My mom didn't tell me how to do my hair or how to do makeup or how to dress myself. So I learned these things like, you know, from friends or just watching people. But I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't think these, you know, the straight leg, like wide leg, I just don't think it's flattering on me. (laughs) Well, if you don't feel
1: like it's flattering on you, don't wear them. What I will say about jeans is this. They are the number two most difficult thing to buy for women. Do you know what number one would be? I'm going to guess a bathing suit. Correct. After a swimsuit, it is jeans. Jeans for all their like casual coolness are actually very difficult to buy. Very difficult. As a matter of fact, in our membership, I offer an entire masterclass on denim, how to finally find jeans that fit flatter and don't fall down because, and it's like an hour long because it is that technical. Like what, what are these different fabric blends, all that good stuff? What, how should they fit? Where should the pockets be like, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, What I will say is, is I'll give two really good tips about denim. You need to start with the proper fit first, right? And when I say fit around the waist, I mean, waist to hip ratio. If you have a curvy body, meaning that your waist is significantly smaller than your hips and your rear, you need a curvy fit gene. If you have a straighter figure, you need a straighter fit, which is usually called modern because when you see straight jeans, that's usually talking about the leg, right? So Mm -hmm. if you have a curvy body, curvy fit gene. Um, some of your listeners will understand the gap in the back. That's when the gene fits in the hip. And then there's a big old gap in the back of the waist. That mm-hmm. means you need a curvy fit gene. And when you start with just that, a lot of the fit issues are solved.
0: A lot well, of the it fit narrows issues. down a lot for sure. It right? does. It, it really responds. does. It's just so overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I tend to think more of it as like either low rise, high rise, and then kind of the, the, the leg, like what what that looks like, whether it's kind of, you know, the tapered or the boyfriend cut or whatever that is. Oh my gosh. And you know, three years ago,
1: it was really easy because everyone was just wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. That was what it was. But now we are seeing skinny, tapered, slim, straight, Mm -hmm. wide leg. I mean, you name it, it's out there. Flare, boot cuts back. I mean, all that stuff is back. So the first thing is get the waist right. And the rise, the rise is important as well. But the second thing is you need to anticipate the stretch when you're buying jeans. Most women will recognize this problem that you put your jeans on in the morning and they're really, they fit well, right? Like you look cute. And then an hour later you go, what happened here? (laughs) Like they're falling off your body. They're saggy in the butt. They're sagging at the knees. You have to anticipate the stretch in your jeans. So if you are in a fitting room, and you're super comfortable, your jeans are too big. You got to be a little uncomfortable in a fitting room. Okay. And the cheaper the jean, the more uncomfortable you should be. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah if you're an old Navy, if you're an old Navy, I always tell my clients, like breathing is overrated friend. Like we, we have to <laughs> be really tight.
0: Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's so the opposite of what you hear, right? You're always like, oh, these feel really good. Maybe I'll, you know, they should be fine, but yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So what about just regular everyday clothes? Do you recommend going through your closet and seeing, okay, what do you have? What do you even like? Like, where do you kind of start this process? And are there things, styles that you particularly like focus on getting more of those? Or, I don't know, I just feel like there's so many things in my closet that I don't wear right now. And it's probably because some of them are, you know, again, old work clothes maybe, or dresses I wore to weddings and that's not, that's kind of a state of life that I'm not at anymore. I just feel like there's a lot of clutter and there's a lot of like me kind of longing for the past with a lot of those clothes. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, you know, we
1: talked about like changing the mindset. Number one, that is most important. And then making that plan. What are you going to wear every week? identifying the things that, that would make it easier to get dressed or that you wish you had. And then you need to answer those, those three words. How do I want to look? I want to look blank, blank and blank. And they should answer the question. How do I want to look Not How do I want to feel? So one of my clients said, I want to look mom friendly. I don't know what that means. Right. So you got to do that. And then, then like the last step is cleaning out your closet and going shopping and, The reason for that is that when we clean out our closets, before we have an idea of how we want to look and how we want our wardrobe to function, you go into your closet and you get the, well, maybe, I mean, maybe someday it's really hard, right? If you're going into your closet with the exact same level of knowledge about what you want to wear and how you want to look and how you want your wardrobe to function, you're going to get the same result. And I call it photo fear of throwing out Mm -hmm. photo happens when you're not very, very clear on, what your style goals are, what your wardrobe goals are, all that good stuff. So don't start by just closet decimation. Don't start there. That's a, you're not, it's just not going to be as effective as if you spent a little bit of time thinking about it. And then, you know, you asked should we shop at Nordstrom? Should you shop at Old Navy? Yes, yes, yes. My wardrobe can, my, I mean, right now I'm in, Nordstrom on the bottom and I'm in an American or uh, airy from American Eagle and I I wear things from Old Navy, I wear things from boutique brands. I think you should shop at the places that fit your style, fit your budget and fit your body. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think let's not limit ourselves. One of the problems that women in our 30s and 40s and beyond have is where do we shop? Right? Like yeah. it was easy when we were younger. Because there seemed to be stores that were geared toward us. Now that we're moving into a little bit of a, a different age category, there it isn't as clear. So we sort of have to shop everywhere. Instead of looking for the brands that work best, look for the pieces.
0: It's so funny. What's coming to my mind, we just happened to flip on TV last night, actually the movie, this is 40. Have you seen that? I haven't <laughs> it's all read. Oh, it's so good. And so it was like, they're both ter- husband and wife and they're both turning 40 in the same week. And she refuses to admit that she's 40. So she put like 38 on the cake and she's like, no, I'm turning 38. I'm turning 38. I'm not 40. And he's like, but you're 40. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm 38. And it's just funny. Cause it's so normal. Right. Yeah. And, um, and she was like, I don't want to turn 40 because I'm not ready to turn 40. I'm not ready to shop at stores like j Jill and Chico's and, and stores like that, that we think are, I, I just have this image of certain stores in my head as being like, you know, older lady stores. So yes, remove that there are, uh, I worked for Chico's Did when you- I was 25,
1: I was 20, 25, 26. I've never been better dressed using wardrobe. Yeah, so you can find things within that, right? I love J. Jill for some things and some clients. Like their wherever pants are amazing. I love them. They're great work from home pants. They're incredibly polished looking. Why not, right? Yeah, give it a no, try. I'm... Be
0: open. It, but it's the mindset exactly. around it. Like it's the saying, mindset around hey, it. it. I'm also not shopping at you know Abercrombie anymore because I, <laughs> that's a little different, right? I'm not wearing halters because that doesn't look good on me. If it looks good on you, fine, cool, but. My favorite
1: sweatshirt from winter was from Abercrombie. And I'm in my 40s. Why not? So why not? And I wore it with J.J.L. pants, as a matter of fact. So nobody, I mean, no one checks your tag. Nobody's like, "Mm, girl, you think you're 20 or girl, you're not 60. Nobody does that. It's if you find pieces that fit your style and fit
0: your body and fit your budget, buy them, buy them. And then you're not so limited. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I I never really think about the actual item in itself, right? I think more about like the store. I go into because sure. it's so, you know, and I think this is the way most most women and moms in particular do things like we have such limited time. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna go into the three stores that I know that I will like typically, like three stores where I where I usually buy clothes. We don't give ourselves like more options. We kind of just keep it narrow into those couple of couple of things. Yeah. I had a client
1: and she was younger than I was and she needed like good black pants. I had been at Chico's like the day before with a different client. And I knew that these pants would be amazing for her. She would, and she kind of had a harder body to fit, but she would not go She would not. Nope. My mom shops there. I won't go. I won't go. So we spent three hours and we tried to find black pants at the stores that she was willing to go to. And she couldn't find anything. And then I left and I, I was doing a little shopping for myself after our session, I ran into her in the mall and I said, can you just give me five minutes? Just come to Chico's with me. And she came to Chico's, we put on the pants, total hit. And she's like, Oh my God, these are amazing. Yes. There you go. Solves your problem. Who cares where it's from? Who cares? Who cares?
0: I I love it. No, it's so true. It's so true. Be open-minded about where you buy your, buy your. I was having this conversation with a, with somebody for the podcast just this week. And we were talking about that, it, what it tells you about yourself or what you think it tells you about yourself. She was talking about how she had this meltdown when she had to get a minivan because she's like, that's not who I am. But it's like, I, we think that what we wear and what we drive and what we project out into the world, we think it tells us so much about us, but it more kind of just about our relationship with ourselves. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I also think that when you
1: shop at a lot of different places, you end up with a little bit more unique wardrobe. If we all only shop at the same four stores, we're all going to wear the exact same thing. And we're all going to look the exact same way. That's not fun. You end up with a really personal wardrobe. When you expand your, your ideas, you know, one of the products that we put out is a capsule wardrobe guide. And we show everyone for the season, all the pieces you need. And you can See some hanging behind me, but uh, all the pieces you need to create an entire wardrobe for the season. And we give links to all these things. And one of the things we hear is, aren't we all going to look the same? If we all start with the same 39 pieces, aren't we all going to look the same? No, because everybody puts their own little spin on it. Everybody, you know, right. Styles it, styles it differently, has a different body. And a lot of that just comes from pulling in different things that we're not all wearing, right? So we always have like a graphic TNR capsule. And I love these pieces because they get really personal. People put, you know, a political thing on there, or they put something about being a mom or whatever it is, you find a graphic that really represents you. And I think it's just a fun way to make your wardrobe super personal. and mm-hmm. And so I think that When we can expand our ideas of where we shop and what we buy, you get a more interesting, personal, unique wardrobe that is right for you. And that to me is what it's all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is so, so cool. Thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. Before we wrap up, please, I'd love to have you tell everybody how they can find more about you, listen to your podcast and just follow the cool work that you're doing.
1: Yeah this was really fun i i enjoyed this conversation so so much you can find me at youreverydaystyle.com y o u r everydaystyle.com my podcast is called the everyday style school and we always say it's the show that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed
0: Yes, i need so if, yeah
1: mm-hmm. if you didn't have a mom who I, I had a mom who was she sewed clothes she she was i mean a a shopping champion. So I learned so much from her, but I know that not every woman is that lucky to have a mom like that. So, so we teach you everything you need to know about getting dressed.
0: I love it. This is awesome. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you here. Thank Thank you so much for having me.